Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Powderhorn Guns and Archery here in the studio. They brought in a slew of firearms. It's time for a little show and tell. Uh, these will be back at Powderhorn Guns and Archery uh, shortly after uh, the uh, program ends. Uh, and we're going to start off, uh, Jordan, with uh, this uh, Henry Homesteader 9mm. Ooh, looks nice. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have Brian tell you about that. He, he loves this little gun. These are one of my favorites, Gary. Um, and I'm going to give you a little bit of back history for me and my my desire to own one of these guns. Uh, I have a Marlin Camp 9. And the Camp 9 was made a long time ago, little 9mm carbine rifle. And back then, the, the Camp 9s took Smith mags, so any of your Smith double-stack handgun mags would fit it. A ton of fun to shoot. Just great plinking, take to the range, shooting cans, lots of fun. But I always wanted to suppress one. But I was never willing to lop the end of my barrel off of my Camp 9. That They're pretty rare. And, uh, and, and thread it so it would accept a can. Well, lo and behold, Marlin has come out, or uh, Henry has come out with the Homesteader. And you've probably heard Sean Hannity talk about it because uh, they're, they're advertising those quite a bit through his, his radio outlet. And uh, it is factory threaded. This particular one that we have in, in studio has uh, takes Glock mags, so kind of a universal fit. Most everybody's got Glock mags. Nine millimeter semi-automatic rifle, and uh, threaded out of the box. It's got uh, decent little uh, ghost ring sights on it, and uh, really really beautiful wood. A classic receiver that kind of resembles a BAR. Uh, just a lot of fun, fun little rifle. Now, they're not for everybody. They're a bit unique. But uh, for the person who's looking for one, we happen to have one. And to find one in store is, uh, is tricky. They're, they're a little bit difficult to find in store. Uh, you can find them online, which, well, that's another rabbit hole. But you can find them online, but we happen to have one. And um, the price on it is, is a little bit fluid because we ended up with this particular one when they were a little bit even harder to get, and you couldn't even hardly find them online. So um, the price that we have on it is is negotiable. Uh, I would just go ahead and throw out on the radio that we'll offer this particular one for $800 today. Wow. Um, you know, the, the beauty of having something that uh, holds a Glock mag, especially a 9mm Glock mag, I mean... Uh, Everybody's got, I've got one. Uh, my wife has a, a, a Glock. And it's kind of nice if you just have um, to buy one magazine. Uh, and and they're, not, they're not that expensive if you do need it. I don't know how many different styles I have. Will it take a, like a 26 mag as well? Or? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, one of the small ones. So you can also get 16. You get your extendo that the, that, uh, that Mr. Biden would probably like to get rid of. The extendo uh, mag. That's right. The, the, the 32 round Glock <laughs> magazine. The but, extendo uh, <laughs> mag. Multi capacity. But it, it is a neat little gun. It, it is. It is beautiful. You know, you got your Henry Walnut on it, and uh, it, it it has just got it's it's got pretty stock on it. I mean, it, that's getting rarer and rarer to find, especially if it's not on a lever action gun. The uh, furniture actually looks so perfect that at first I thought it was plastic. Yeah. Yeah, so did I. I tap on it with my ring. That's my standard move, right? You tap yeah. on it, see, see what it sounds like. You're like, oh, my yeah, God. You see the little mark he left on his, yeah. with his ring? <laughs> no, uh, he didn't. I'm just kidding. But it really, I mean, that is really beautiful. Neat little guns. They're neat. They're, they're charging handles, ambidextrous, so you can switch it from side to side. Um, just They're just cool. Uh, a lot of fun, and uh, a lot of fun to take to the range and just, and just go enjoy it. I like it. 
Uh, and that'll be available. And you can't uh, generally you can't find those in uh, in gun stores. So uh, you guys have one. And is that all you got? It's just that one. That's it. That is it. Ooh, that's slim pickings. <laughs> Somebody better be like at nine o'clock, uh, ten o'clock, call, calling there and saying, "Hold on to that for me." <laughs> and we'll uh, do. But, go ahead. That's all I was saying, and we'll do it for. But wait, there's, there's more. more. <laughs> yes. Colt Mark IV Mustang 380. I don't think I've ever seen this. Oh, yeah. These are great. This is a 90s gun. I think 94. Somewhere in there, that area is when they were making these little things. The stainless uh, Colt 380 in a, in a classic 1911 uh, style, but only about as just a little bit smaller than my hand. Uh, it's, it's just a little bit smaller than my hand. Um, great, cool little guns. Cool little 380 guns. Uh, six round mag. I think that's right. It might be a seven, but I'm pretty sure it's a six-round 380 magazine. Um, got your classic uh, 1911 operation, other than not having the tang safety on it, um, just because it's so small, the grip's so small. Uh, but, man, what a cool little gun. We don't get these very often because um, there's not a ton of them out there. And then the ones that are out there, people are not uh, always uh, – they're not always uh, selling them. So really cool little stainless gun uh, from the 90s. Uh, easy to conceal. This is one of those that – if you had a pocket holster, that could that could still fit in a pocket um, and be and be just fine. And you have your classic, of course, your classic Colt reliability and uh, function and everything. Great, great little trigger on it. Just a, just a great, neat little uh, concealable gun that we just don't get very often. So yeah, it'd be that, nice to put the word out that we've got one of those. That magic uh, 1911 trigger pull, just yeah. just fabulous. <laughs> All right, so it's a Colt Mark IV Mustang, Mustang. 380. Uh, and it is, it really is, you know, I don't know, there's something about a, a pistol that small in stainless, it just makes it pop. For, it does. For it me. Is. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty little gun. It's a little too small for me, but I've got big hands. I've got big hands, so it's a little too small. Uh, still fun to shoot, but I, it's a little too small for me. I mean, if you've got smaller hands, or if you just have to have a firearm that is that concealable, well, then that's what you get. And that's a, that'd be a great little, little everyday carry. And it's not too heavy. You know, it's not... It's not that 1911 heft because it's so much smaller. Um, so it's, it's a reasonable weight. Nice, great concealed carry. Uh, and I, you know, I I've, when I uh, have to put on a suit and go somewhere, the, that's when those are, you know, perfect for me. Uh, yeah. Slip it in the pocket, and uh, uh, it doesn't stand out, but it's readily accessible. I, I don't have the holster on my side. It's just a, it's a great alternative to uh, my my regular carry. So I like it. Uh, all right, tell me about the Stoger. Oh, the Stogers. This is a new gun that they came out with this year. Um, you know, Stoger pistols, part of the Benelli Franchi family. Um, Stoger pistols have been out for a while. Uh, they've been a a kind of a a, a brand that's been uh, easier to get. It's a price point is a lot lower. They came out with this, and it isn't similar in size to let's say a P uh, Sig uh, P three sixty five. So it's a micro gun. It's a small gun. It's comfortable to hold. Um, the weight's a little bit heavier than my uh, SIG, but not too much. 13-round um, mag and a 10-round mag is what it comes with in a very small package. 13-round, 9-millimeter mag. Um, good trigger, good trigger reset. This one in particular has 13-round, 10-round, and it has the cutout for optics. So the the, the, the plate is, uh, it comes with the plates. It's got a cutout so you can put a red dot on top of it. And uh, you do that in the SIG or in the other ones, you're in that 700 to $900 area. Um, this thing sells brand new for four twenty nine. Wow! So yeah, it's it's a real easy price point to get into, and it's in that size. It's the size I carry every day because I usually carry a P three sixty five every day. 
and that's my my standard concealed carrying uh, firearm and and this thing is it, it really does compete with it um so i i, I picked one up off of a, a dealer program because i wanted to shoot the heck out of it and thus far it's been it's been phenomenal i've had i've had no issues with it uh, is it as refined as my sig no 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 it's not um but it's one of those differences between a jbl speaker and a bose speaker uh there's difference but man it's it's at the very very high end of it just you know the sig's a little bit lighter uh the sig's a little bit smoother when you pull back the action on it but when you're just pulling trigger and uh putting putting rounds down range you really can't tell the difference in it um what it is a great 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 little gun and, and, and definitely worth checking out and put it on your prospect because of how much uh, uh, how much less money it is, it allow you then to probably put an optic on it. Well, definitely put another optic on it and still keep yourself underneath uh, a lot of the other guns if, if money's tight. And <laughs> right now, money's tight. Money's tight. Everything is, is so through the roof expensive. Yeah. You're talking about uh, uh, putting sights on it. Um, I, for the first time, purchased uh, a green dot uh, for my uh, concealed carry. I have resisted doing that. <laughs> All along, and I didn't like the laser. I mean, it, I I can understand its value, and under the right circumstances, I think it's 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 great. But um, you know, if it's daylight out or really bright out, it's hard to see. Um, so I I finally I relented. I I got a green dot and put it on my my concealed carry. And I got to tell you, I love it. <laughs> It, it's different. It's going to take some training. I, I've got one now, not on a concealed carry, but I've got one on my full-size target pistol. And uh, I'm trying to get used to it. And it is, it's another game changer. I think it was like when we started putting red dots on rifles, on our ARs, on our MP5s, things like that. It just it, it just changed everything, especially at night. It's, it's almost like cheating. Uh, it's well, the greatest it, thing ever. Yeah, and it works in the daylight, too. I don't care how yes. bright it is. Yes. So, so it universally works. Uh, and that's why I like it better than the laser. Yep. Um, yeah, I was never a fan of the laser. I, th I think you're right. Really good stuff. Yeah, this is neat. If you, if you don't have, uh, and I guess you, most guns, not all guns, but certainly, a, well, let me rephrase that, maybe a <laughs> lot of guns, uh, especially semi-automatics, you can find a, a, a green dot or a red dot for them. Yeah, especially the stuff, it's really the stuff that's been made over the last three years is about yeah. the time it started to turn where... You didn't have to take it to a gunsmith and have it cut or, you know, do some special mounting where it's now most of the guns, I'd say 70 to 80% of the new firearms pistols I can order. It's at least an option to get a, an RMR cut or an optic cut uh, in the slide itself. So, yeah, it is, it is definitely becoming more and more of a thing. All right. We're not done, but we are uh, uh, up against a break. Uh, we'll come back at a couple more firearms from Potterhorn Guns and Archery. Uh, Jordan and uh, Brian on board with us. It is Gary on Guns. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Uh, also uh, pleased to tell you that uh, we've got uh, Brian and Jordan in from Powderhorn Guns and Archery. And uh, we've been doing show and tell. They brought in a couple more firearms that we didn't get to uh, chat about in the last segment of the program. But uh, I want to jump on this. The revolver thing, which just amazes me how much... I, I can't believe that revolvers are making such a comeback. Uh, and you guys brought in a Smith & Wesson Governor. Yeah, these are cool little guns. Um, you know, Taurus originally came out with the judge, and then Smith & Wesson followed up with uh, the governor. And this this little guy with a two, three-inch, yeah, something like that barrel on it. Uh, this little guy shoot a 410 and a 45 long Colt, which almost everything that's a 410 will shoot a 45 long Colt because they're you know, same case dimensions. But uh, this will also do a 45 ACP. So it's got uh, moon clips is what most people call them. 
um, that'll that'll hold your rimless cartridge, uh, and then uh, you can shoot 45 ACP through it as well, um, which is obviously a little bit cheaper than long Colt and or 410. And 410 still, you still cannot find 410. I mean, <laughs> we're finding you know a dove load here or there. And God bless the people that go shoot doves with a 410. I'm, just, I'm not one of those guys. I don't know how many shells I'd go through trying to shoot a dove with a 410 with my 12 gauge. It's usually four. <laughs> but uh it's four per bird I actually get. But uh but anyway, this is a this is a cool little gun. This is a new gun. Um and it's got it's in the black. Um it it's light. This is a light gun. I don't think I'm gonna call it an airweight. They might, but uh it is light. Um uh, but what a cool little gun. Um uh, it's a you know, six shot uh revolver. Um the, we don't get the Sith and Western ones in very often. Um as most of the revolvers have been harder to get, but they're coming back. Like you said, they're coming back and we're able to get some of the uh the bigger bore revolvers and the, the number series stuff back. Uh but what a cool little gun. I mean just having the ability to shoot a four ten. Used to call them I think when I first came across these, my dad would call them snake charmers. You know, so anything that would shoot like a little four ten, little four ten revolver and stuff like that. Because it was great for for dispatching little little things like that. And it was a lot of fun to go shoot. Uh, uh, back when I was a when I was a kid, uh, the little stuff we had About back la- then. Last Tuesday, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much right. I was going to say this gun that came out in '94. I was in, I think I was in junior high, buddy. What were you doing? But uh, oh, that was just such a cheap <laughs> shot, such a cheap shot. You you started it. I mean, yeah. to be fair. <laughs> uh, but, uh, what do you attribute this resurgence of the revolver to? I don't. I don't I don't know. You know, you have a little bit of, okay, well, if semi-autos with red dots and all this stuff is really cool right now, I need to do something else. So you always have that in our society, no matter what you're talking about. Um, So you've seen this little bit of TikTok Terry's and and then uh, some of the other uh, movies and stuff. Uh, I mean, just the John Wick movie that just came out. They started going back to some lever guns and some revolvers. Uh, in fact, they had some single-shot uh, Thompson contenders in the John Wick movie. I was like, what in the world are they trying to bring back now? Uh, but uh, you see some of that. So that will spark interest. Um, now, Smith & Wesson revolvers have almost always kept a steady presence in the marketplace. People have wanted them because they make good stuff. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, you know. Revolvers are really reliable. They are really helpful for people who cannot uh, work the action or have trouble working the action on a semi-automatic, um, which happens to all of us eventually, if we're lucky enough, I guess, um, you know, that, that you start to lose grip strength either through an injury, through age, stuff like that. So we have a lot that we have to move into revolvers just because they, they don't have the grip strength to work that, you know, action on a, on a semi-automatic pistol. So you, we, you, I'm proud of you that you didn't work it around and go back to me. I and, didn't, see? see but you were thinking about it. I could, I could I tell told you. I'm going to become a gentleman. I told you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, we see a lot of that happening. So, yeah, the, the revolver market has stayed that way. I think we've seen it prevalent in some in some uh, online stuff, seen it prevalent in some movies. Again, that's brought back the interest. Same with, like, the lever-action guns. All right. Uh, it is it is kind of neat uh, to see them coming back. Yeah. And the John Wick movie, the newest, uh, there's a new one out? Yeah. Well, okay, now it's out where I can see it, so I, I watched it at home. Let's put it that way. But, yeah, the, the number four came out, and there's... Uh, Lever action forty five seventies in, and there's uh, Thompson contenders in it. And there's some revolvers in. It. There's all sorts of stuff. I can't remember, what's the name of the actor? I can't think of the guy's uh, name. Keanu. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I understand that he really worked uh, hard. Yeah. Uh, training uh, with gun people to learn how to shoot and. Yeah. They spent uh, a lot of time. It's uh, yeah. it's, it's interesting. Of course, it's still a movie, so. It's <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, there are things that uh, you'll see that won't really happen in real life. Yeah, yeah. But it was, those were great movies. I think they're really entertaining. Listen, <laughs> we're not done yet, uh, believe it or not. And they brought in a really beautiful Ruger 1911. This thing is just beautiful. Yeah, uh, they do a good job with this one. This is going to have your... Um, I'm, cherry wood is stuck in my head. That's not the right name for that color of grip. Uh, but, you know, the darker wood, uh, nice wood green grips, it's on a black frame. So a, a blued uh, black frame and then a stainless slide. Um, so the, the, the tri-color combination just comes together really well and makes it appealing to the eye. And, and it's a Ruger SR 1911, so it is a, it is a good gun. I mean, it's, 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 it's a really high-quality 1911. Um, everything else about it is exactly what you'd expect to get out of 1911. Um, you've got your, your thumb safety, your frame-mounted thumb safety. You've got your tank safety. You've got a nice skeletonized trigger and a skeletonized hammer on this edition. Um, and the trigger stainless also, so it really brings that color combo together. This is a really good-looking gun. You know, when you see it, you're like, oh, man, that, just like that Henry, there's just something very appealing about it to the eye. Um, and this is a new gun as well. It has an adjustable trigger on it. Um, what, what a great little setup from uh, from Ruger standard a uh, standard AR mags <laughs> that'd be cool uh, <laughs> standard 19 a little hard to conceal carry but boy <laughs> oh, but you so, so much firepower. It, you are in good shape <laughs> uh, standard standard 1911 mag so it'll take just about anything I think it comes with two um, to start with but it, you know it's just a classic 1911 and we've beaten the bush definitely on how awesome 1911s are and that's why they've been prevalent for so long now but uh, you know Big grip, but thinner grip. You can get a full uh, hand around it. Easy to operate. Uh, safety on it. Single action only. Um, just a just a just an awesome little gun. And uh, this is just one that we happened to have. Uh, and we, we actually got this out of back stock. We we had we had not realized that it had been in back stock. We'd sold the other one, and then we forgot to go pull it. And so we just undug it. It's actually been here for like a year. We just undug it last week. And we're like, oh look, we got another one of those. <laughs> so we just put it back out in the uh, in the case. And uh, it, it's a it's a cool little gun. It is. It's a beautiful gun, uh, and I, it, there's just something about that the, the bluing and the in the uh, uh, stainless the grips and the yep. stainless. It just really pretty, kind of yeah. like a convertible or something. I don't know. It's just like you. It's just super pretty. I really am going to turn your microphone <laughs> off. I, I just want you to know that uh, when we come back, if you don't hear his voice, it's because he went just a little too far. <laughs> Uh, all right, so listen, uh, we got to talk a little bit about the pistol braces um, because it, it's evolving. Uh, legislation is, is, uh, has moved through the House of Representatives. Uh, the president has promised uh, that he's going to move on it, but not in a way that we necessarily like. Uh, so we'll we'll kind of catch up on that, among other things. We've got a couple of other stories that we want to chat about as well. If you want to contact us, uh, 800 529 Five five seven two, or you can go to GaryNolan.com, N-O-L-A-N, GaryNolan.com. Send me a message, and it'll pop up right here in studio. Uh, if you've got any questions, well, we'll try to get around to answering them, too, because uh, that's what we do on Gary on Guns. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns, Powderhorn Guns and Archery in the studio this morning, and that includes uh, Brian and Jordan. Uh, the uh, the pistol brace thing. This is like the controversy that just doesn't go away. <laughs> I'm so tired of talking about this. Uh, there's a House Resolution 44. It passed the House of Representatives. 
it was, there was a lot of fighting uh, over this, uh, but they finally got it passed, and it goes to the Senate. And the Senate, as early as next week, is expected to vote on uh, uh, on this thing to kill uh, this uh, pistol brace. You know, I think the key to to winning this is going to be with veterans who are wounded. I think they need to call the sen- their senators and uh, let them know just how important this is for them. Y- yes. But I, I, I don't I don't know. I think you'll have to change the SBR rules to change the brace thing. I think if you go too much with the... And here's what's right. Do you want the veterans to be able to shoot when they cannot... Uh, properly hold a handgun. But, yeah, I think all of us would be like, yeah, if they want to shoot, heck yeah. Whatever we got to do to make it so that they can go out and have a good time and do what they want to do. Um, which means that that's an easy permit process. Um, and we've done that for other stuff. That's the way crossbows used to be pretty much across the board in this entire country. You could not hunt with a crossbow unless you had a, a, a note from a doctor and a permit from the state saying you could not use a regular bow. Um, and then, because you had a handicap problem, like my dad, he had polio. He had one back in the 80s. It allowed him to go do with it. And I think that would be step one, make it so that these guys can have it. Because, yes, I know there's millions of other people that want it, but let's take care of the guys that this is about first. Um, let's let's take care of them. Let's get it so that they can have uh, and, and utilize their braces again. Um, and then I think you're going to have to go after the SBR stuff. I just, I think you're just going to have to try to make it so that SBR should be legal. Because what's the difference? It, it is comical when I, I can have a handgun that's that long. And I can have a rifle that's an inch longer. But I can't have a rifle that's an inch shorter. And I can't have a handgun that's an inch longer. What are we doing? It's just, it's one of those kind of outmoded ideas in my humble opinion. But I, I think you're going to have to go after the SBR laws. Uh, or just, it'll just keep going back and forth between administrations, right? You get a public administration. Oh, it's legal again. You get a Democrat administration. Oh, it's illegal again. And we're just stuck in a, <laughs> in a seesaw. Yeah, see now, that's, for me, that's the, the problem with big government. Uh, they start getting, and I don't care whether it's a pipeline or a firearm, uh, if every time uh, the administration changes political parties, uh, the laws change, uh, then everybody's in trouble. How many of these things are out there now? There are millions of these things out there, there's, aren't there? There's got to be, yeah. There has to be tens of millions of them was, out there. It was prevalent for about seven years. If, if I recall right, my timeline's right, like it was prevalent. They did it a few years before that, but it still wasn't a lot of people buying them. Um, but then, yeah, for about seven years, it was very prevalent. And then hunters started picking it up because they could use it during pistol season. Um, and that was you know, very, very beneficial to them um, to be able to utilize. And, uh, you know, they're cool. They're just, they're, they're cool. They're fun looking. And ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, and so there, there was a lot of them out there. I have no idea how many people actually applied for the, the, uh, the permit during yeah, the, I was the stay of execution. The yeah, I, I assume it'll be a year or two or three before we hear about how many people actually applied for that um, uh, uh, during that, that period that has now closed. But, uh, yeah, you've you got to change the base rules, I think. If you want this to not just be a, a standard, we're going to argue about this over and over and over, you got to go after, okay, they're saying an SBR, okay, let's cut that off at the head. Why, why do we have an, why is an SBR Ill, illegal? What is it doing? What is it not doing? Let's see if we can legalize that, uh, that process so that it's not uh, uh, all your SBRs, all your short barrel rifles, it's, it's not a problem anymore. But that, that's not saying you should, that's just saying that that's probably the only way to truly stop this argument. Because like you said, we've been talking about this for a long time. Years. Well, it, 
Yeah, if you can read, if you can redefine what uh, you know, what the words mean, uh, so that you can alter the rules, you're never going to catch up. Uh, I, I'm curious. Uh, does anybody within the sound of our voice that has one of these pistol braces? When do they become a felon? <laughs> well, if they didn't apply for a permit, I don't know about felon. But if they didn't apply for a permit, then it was May 31st. May 31st, so June 1st would have been the, okay, now you illegally possess a SBR. It's insane. Yes. And who knows how long it's going to take them to process those permits um, from the, the May 31 cutoff before they're approved. I think there was a, you know, you, you can print off your paperwork to show you applied when you applied. Here it is. It's been submitted. So you can print that off and show someone if you had to. Yep. Been submitted. Here it is. I think you're golden if you've got, as long as you've got that. But if you didn't, then you're not. Of course, you can just take that brace off and put it away or throw a rifle upper on it until whenever, until the next administration comes in and changes it again. Uh, you can throw a rifle, uh, a regular rifle upper on it, and you're back in compliance. It's just a, it's just, yeah, it's silly minutia. It's yeah, crazy. I don't know. And... <laughs> I remember um, several years ago when I uh, was hosting the show and we were, we were going to take a picture of me showing what would make it illegal, a oh. uh, pistol brace, by putting it up against my shoulder. And everybody screamed, no, we can't do that. Because <laughs> just the picture would have gotten me in trouble. That's fact. For a while it would have, yep. yep. It's, it's, it's just so crazy. Uh, and it never seems to stop. All right, we got a question on the braces coming in from Ron. Ron, welcome to the program. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Good morning, guys. Hey, thanks for bringing up this subject. I guess I'm one of the law-abiding citizens that had applied have applied for a pistol brace. If the if it's owners to get that form one filled out, taking pictures under free mag, it's real. It's it's just really tough. Anyway, what now? Are they going to? What's what's the Congress going to do if if you've applied? If they pass this, or or if the Supreme Court uh, deems this illegal, are they going to? You know, now all my information's out there. I really feel like a deuce. My understanding. My understanding is is that these new permits, once they are issued, are going to be revocable in the event that the uh, the legality of the situation changes. So they're going to issue permits, but they are going to be conditional on the fact that the, the permit will be valid as long as the SBR, in this case, is unlawful without a permit. If the SBR becomes lawful with a permit, then that permit will be revoked. So if legislation is passed that kind of undoes all of this pistol brace stuff, then the permits that we've applied for will be null and void. Uh, I, don't, I don't know for 100% sure that that's what it is, but that's my understanding. I, I don't know. From, 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 as a, as a law-abiding citizen out here, it's just so confusing and so it's just aggravating. Oh, it's that, infuriating. That you, that, that you buy something that's legal... And then it's not legal. And then a, a felony for 10 years and $250,000 fine? What? That's, that's insane. It is. You're not wrong. 
you're not wrong at all. It's it, it's maddening, um, and you know Jordan's Jordan's answer is is the right one. We need legislation to eliminate the whole SBR rules and take them from the NFA. Uh, I just assume we could do away with the NFA in its entirety, but at least eliminate the SBR regulations from the NFA and probably the SBS too, uh, because none of it is sensical. It's it's completely nonsensical, and so much of it is uh, subjective. It's it's based on one person's interpretation, which may be completely different than another's. It's arbitrary and capricious. I mean, one minute it's this, the next minute it's that. Um, it, who you know the way they're changing the definitions, uh, you know, of, of automatic weapons and long rifle, short rifle, pistol, bray. All the, they could. They could change the name of a revolver tomorrow to, uh, you know, a, a anti-tank gun, uh, and, and then it'd be illegal. I, it's it's just stupid. Yep. All right. I, Ron, I understand your frustration. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate right. your report. Take care. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Uh, let's get George up. He's got a question. George, welcome to Gary on Guns. Yeah. Hey, listen, I got one of them old broom handle pistols with the, the wooden stock does that mean that that's uh that's a it is a brace but it's uh, the holster for that broom handle pistol i got yeah that's one of those that is interesting don't uh don't don't put it on and take a picture of yourself shooting it there's <laughs> oh my, my free legal vice that is, is worth exactly what you paid for it but <laughs> that because we sold them uh you know and those are curio and relic stuff um, and yeah, we, we sold yeah. plenty of them because they're cool. Man, they're, those are cool guns. They really are. And when the wood's in great condition, those are awesome. But, uh, yeah, you, you put that, that uh, stock on it, and you have, a, you have a short barrel rifle by some people's definition. So, Does that mean that if I go to the shooting range with that, somebody oh. wants to, uh, to enforce this new law that I'm screwed? <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. I would I would strongly recommend that you keep the offending characteristic off. Uh, yeah. You can you can maintain all of the parts, but as, yeah. if you assemble that, and I mean it's just a matter of sliding it up, and a little brass catch catches uh, a little screw hole, yep. and you tighten it on there, and that's it. Yep, that by by the definition is um, it's going to have an offending characteristic, and so I, I would not assemble that. Okay. Crazy. Thank you. <laughs> yes, sir. It is. It's absolutely insane. George, thank you for the call. Uh, if you've got questions, 800-529-5572 or go to GaryNolan.com. Send us a message. It'll pop up. Uh, the president's plan for this will tell you next on Gary and Go. On the pistol brace, welcome back. Uh, it, it appears that uh, this could very well pass the Senate. There are three Democrats in the Senate who are in favor of uh, uh, curtailing this pistol brace law. So it would be a bipartisan effort successfully passed from the House and the Senate to fall on the president's desk. And the president is threatening to veto it, uh, in spite of the fact that it's a, a bipartisan piece of legislation. The, the bad news is there are not enough votes to overturn the veto. So all of this could be for naught. That is the assumption. I mean, I don't think we, I don't, certainly don't see it shaking out any other way. Maybe it doesn't make it past the Senate, but I think it will. But yeah, there's, there's no way it's getting past that president. Yeah, there are three, uh, uh, three Republicans in the Senate that are, um, or I'm sorry, Democrats in the Senate that are uh, going to vote with, uh, the the uh, Republicans, it appears, and that just still wouldn't be enough. 
Um, the whole point of taking away guns, we know from all of the data, it doesn't save lives. It may change the methodology, but it doesn't stop the crimes. Uh, so there has to be an alternative motive. That's I, it's the only thing I can conclude. Democrats don't want you to be armed, not because they're afraid that uh, gun crimes or that murder rates will uh, escalate, but there's but because they don't want armed resistance. Just my point of view. I'm not going to saddle you guys with that. <laughs> uh, and, and the armed resistance I'm talking about is the creeping social, uh, socia, uh, socialism. Not easy for me to say at this hour. Uh, all right. Moving on. Vice President Kamala Harris in the news. She tweeted out uh, about guns uh, that she was in favor of banning assault weapons. She said that they are weapons of war. And... Uh, Thomas Massey brings up a brilliant point. He says, your bodyguards in dozens of civil agencies like the USDA, the U.S. Department of Education, and the Environmental Protection Agencies possess the firearms that you're calling weapons of war. The reality is uh, that you want every citizen disarmed and every government agency armed with these guns. What I'm taking away from that observation, which I think is really, you know, brilliant, uh, the, the perspicacity of Massey is uh, unmatched. Does this mean that the Department of Education, the USDA, and the Environmental Protection Agency are declaring war or will declare war on this citizenry? If these are weapons of war... And we're giving the Department of Education and the Environmental Protection Agency these weapons of war. Who are they going to go to war with? Us. Yeah. And they have militarized all of those agencies. I mean, uh, they're they're all they are all armed to the teeth, and they're buying ammunition by the trainload. Um, why? Why does the Department of Education need? Need AR-15s or any or any firearms? What what are they? What law enforcement act are they carrying out? Yeah, in the EPA, what you, you're barbecuing in your backyard? We're going to storm your house with, uh, you know, armed with AR-15s. Once you have administrative agencies creating laws, it, it doesn't matter. What we're talking about the arm brace. We're talking about taking control of land or cattle rights or water rights. You start to get resistance, and then they start arming and. It all goes back to should an administrative agency be able to do something that the legislators should be the only ones doing. It actually goes back to my previous statement about why Democrats, <laughs> neo-socialists, yep. don't want you armed. Because as those organizations uh, take away more and more of your freedom, people are going to start pushing back. And they don't want them to be able to push back. Uh, and so they're disarming the American public. I think that's their goal. I really do. I, 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 you know, somebody's going to say, Gary, you should put, you know, be wearing your tinfoil hat. Uh, but I'm convinced they know it doesn't save lives. It's just the excuse they're using to disarm Americans so they can continue to take away your dishwasher and your gas stove and your uh, internal combustion engine and everything else that uh, that they want to control, including the puddle in the farm 
uh, or the backyard of your house that they call a navigable waterway. <laughs> Have I gone off the uh, deep end here? Have I done uh, no. my weekday show by accident? <laughs> not, Sorry. Not even a little. Uh, i got to apologize for that. Uh, but uh, Massey made a valid point. I, you know, Her bodyguards, all these other people, all armed with them. But we don't want you to be so crazy. Very quickly, before I run out of time, I usually do this the very last second and people get cut <laughs> off. Uh, so Jordan... Fire away. I shouldn't use that term, should I? Uh, the firearms you brought into the studio that will be available at Powderhorn Guns and Archery later this morning in about 10 minutes. We've got that uh, beautiful Henry Homesteader in 9mm. We've got a uh, pretty uh, Rigger SR1911. Got the new compact Stoger STR9MC. We have the oldie but goldie uh, Colt Mark IV Mustang, and then the awesome shoot almost anything through at Smith and Wesson Governor in the 40, 410, 45 Long Colt, and 45 ACP. All right, just so that uh, we let everybody know, uh, make your mad dash for powder horn guns and archery <laughs> in a few minutes because then uh, they will be down there. Um, I, I got a couple of other stories here that I want to get to, but I don't think I have enough time to get into any great detail. Brian, where are we at for time? One minute is just not going to do it. Uh, we do have a, a story about a, a guy that wants to own a, a open up a gun store down in Arkansas, and he says he's going to sue because the town has denied him a permit, uh, and it's it's going to lead to some questions about the Second Amendment. Uh, I'm I'm not sure that that it that it will apply in his behalf. Uh, Tell him gun truck. Just call him and tell him gun You truck. know, you make a valid point. Get your Sprinter van, load it up with firearms, stop downtown on a street corner and yell, hey, get your guns, get your red hot guns. Perfect. Insane. Oh, <laughs> uh, these people, they never cease to make me, I mean, they just, yeah, it's, it's crazy making. It makes you crazy. Yeah, and it's the President of the United States making this statement, that they're driving these uh, tr vans and stopping on the streets and, and selling them. <laughs> Guys, we got to run. Powderhorn Guns and Archery, thanks for being with us. Whatever it thanks, is sir. in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem, grandbaby, honey. I'm coming home.